Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. Always a pleasure to have you with me. We have got, we've got a great uh, show lined up for you today. My first guest is Kathy Dawson. Let me tell you a little story about Kathy. After spending 25 years in corporate America in the search and staffing industry, running a large, successful region, Kathy wanted to make a greater impact on the lives she and her teams touched and bring her passion to her own company. So in 2008, she started Dawson & Dawson, Inc. Yes, I said 2008. When we were in a very challenging time, much like we're in today, uh, businesses were going through uncertainty and were pausing, unemployment was high, the stock market was upside down, and the housing crash was exploding. But she was determined to do her part to help where she could. Because of the encouragement and support of her husband, Larry Dawson, Dawson and Dawson was born. It was a perfect next step, as she's always been an advocate for all things people and is inherently tenacious and committed to whatever it takes, whatever she takes on. So today she oversees the executive and retains search, temporary and contract staffing, and business development practices at D&D, alongside her husband and CFO, Larry Dawson. She's built a great team that is passionate, and she is uh, very, very uh, passionate to make a difference in the lives of others one job at a time. Kathy's a certified staffing professional, has 38 years' experience in the local and national marketplace, and in 2013, Dawson & Dawson became a certified woman-owned business. Kathy has helped thousands of business owners hire the right employee at the right time. Uh, her approach uh, involves a genuine understanding that every client's unique and every candidate is an individual. So she is a uh, sought-after talent broker and business partner and a member of a group that I'm very fond of, Provisors. Uh, In 2016, as a matter of fact, she was chosen to start and lead a group based in Orange County. 75% of Kathy's business comes from referrals, which she is very grateful for. And I'm going to bring her on now before the the 20 minutes is up. Kathy Kathy Dawson, uh, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Bill. That was a mouthful, wasn't it? <laughs> it was an interesting story, but, uh, you know, uh, whether you tell it or I tell it, it needs to get out. It's a very interesting story. I mean, how do you go from, you know, what what must you have been thinking in 2008? What a great time to start a business. <laughs> exactly. People thought it was either I was crazy or, as I thought, it was the perfect storm, kind of like the movie, right, where you go into it and it's just all these things happen that are not what you anticipate. And then all of a sudden you think, okay, if anybody can do it, I know I can, and that's exactly why I opened up. It was because of my clients. 
they really wanted a one-stop shop kind of uh, employment service that they could use nationwide. And there really wasn't anything like that that wasn't um, sort of whittled down with the masses of hiring and the low fees and that sort of thing. So, so it was interesting. And I have to say, I started in the bonus room of my house with one employee that I had hired in the past who said, if you ever open your own, I better be your first phone call. <laughs> and so I did. Really? Uh, it was great. So she started in the bonus room of my house and very quickly went into an executive suite and then very quickly into her own office and then very quickly multiple branches and then very quickly nationwide. So since I had run a $120 million piece of business in my last firm out of $350 million of search and staffing, I thought, well, if anybody can do it, I know I can. <laughs> and so we yeah. did. 2008, we just started saying, okay, this is a perfect storm. Let's make so, it. Was a, it was a wild ride, as they say. <laughs> It's a wild ride, and what's great about that story is there's a lot of people now that are probably uh, maybe even you know outsourced from from where they were working. Maybe they don't work there yeah. anymore, and they need to start something new. And they're wondering, is now a good time? Um, you know, now is a little different than 2008, but but still yeah. the same in a lot of ways. There's a lot of turmoil, yeah. a lot of uncertainty about the future, and and a lot of potential opportunity ahead because. Uh, customers still need to be served in certain ways. So um, when yes. you were already in the business and you decided to start your own, what did you do differently um, when you started your business? Where, where did you say, look, uh, I could stay with this big company, but uh, I think I can do it differently and a little better than they were doing it? You're so smart because that's exactly why most entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs. They really haven't designed it in their mind. They're going to be an entrepreneur. I know that was for me. But when I saw that there was this need in my current way that my business was running and I didn't have control over changing it to be better, I thought, wow, light bulb went on, good idea, let's make this happen. So the idea that I had was the one-stop shop because mostly in search and staffing, they only specialize in certain areas and certain regions. Everything's territorialized. It's um, uh, stay in your own lane, only do HR, only do sales, only do engineering or whatever. And so um, I found that to be uh, a little less um, uh, productive for my teams because once you have a relationship, Bill, you and I both know this, that relationship, is, it, it can take you very far. But if you aren't allowed to continue that relationship because they're not in your region or your area, it doesn't really make very good sense to me as a business owner. So that's the first thing I changed when I opened my business was that in any rep, any contact can work with companies throughout the United States and help them with all of their search and staffing needs, which is really not an unusual concept, but it's one that nobody was doing. And certainly not very many are doing it now as well. Um, and I have to say it's not easy, but we really took that as our lead for our vision of what we wanted. We wanted a work-life balance. We wanted highly productive teams. And we wanted to really make a difference um, for those companies with placing a person one job at a time and making the world a better place. So we do a lot of nonprofit too, which maybe we'll talk about later, but our whole theory behind opening Dawson and Dawson was having a quality of work with a quality of teams to build and then also quality clients and then helping them grow. You know, I know you do a lot of exits for companies and so as companies are building and growing, they want to know that that company is going to be sellable when they decide to retire and how are they going to do that unless they have a good team put together and they know where they're headed. You know better than most, Bill, because you get involved when it maybe sometimes too late, and you help turn it around. 
You know, what's interesting uh, is I, I'm envisioning a, a, a high school track, you know, the track around the football field. We all know mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. in the big company, it has uh, it has all the lanes drawn in. And in your company, it sounds like all the all the lines were erased. Now, that can be a big challenge when people <laughs> are running track, um, when they're running that track. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you have to uh, really be careful about is understanding who communicated with whom and what they said and what was done. So you must have emphasized a, having a really good uh, what we call CRM type of a program. So yeah. Because, you, you know, you're in the people communication business. You bet. You bet, yeah. It's uh, called an applicant tracking system in the recruiting business, ATS. Uh, but it's the same thing as a CRM, and we do have, you know, obviously both of those. And you're right. You're absolutely right, Bill. Very astute of you to know that that contact is the most important thing. And we really want to know how we can find value with that organization, how we can bring the value, and then how we can make them even more successful than what they thought they were possibly going to be. And that's another thing that Dawson does a lot of is connecting our clients together. Like we have a manufacturer that actually does hand sanitizers in today's marketplace. Fancy that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's a custom manufacturer, and we've referred to him to a lot of our clients. And just recently, a couple of days ago, we did uh, a reach out to a lot of our clients about a cleaning process that one of my clients is doing that's brand new that cleans for COVID and makes sure that when those employees come back that they're safe. So we do like to partner a lot in a lot of ways, not just making placements, although that is the way we make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's terrific. That makes a lot of sense. Now, um, over the years, now you've you've had to pivot certain ways. How has D and D pivoted during these times? Um, I've under, I understand you have something called Wellness Ambassadors. Uh, what what, yes. what have you put together? Well, gosh, this has been really interesting because, as you know, when things like these happen, things like this happen, you think, okay, how can I help? That's the first thing you go to because you're not selling. You're not even trying to service your customers in the way they normally had you service them. Rather, you are helping them in any way they can. So in one case, uh, very recently, was the PPP loan. You know, so many of my clients were just waiting to get that funded and get that money, you know, so to help them through these next few months. And they weren't getting the results they needed. And so our team reached out and they helped, you know, get them connected with other professionals in the banking industry to help them get their loans. Um, While we were doing that, of course, we said, how else can we help, you know? And a lot of them were having family members and friends who were getting furloughed because of the, the and, 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 you know, storminess of what we're in right now. And so we've uh, adopted that as a value add right now where we're helping the children, the husbands, the wives, the kids, the grandparents um, pivot, you know, from maybe restaurant work into maybe customer service or something in an office environment where they can use the same skills. And so not only are we doing that, but we're actually helping put in uh, uh, new programs into place, which is the ambassador program. So, And that was a, an idea from a very dear friend of mine who said, gosh, I have this client who has this need, and then we just took it and ran with it. And we do have ambassador wellness ambassadors working at our clients' offices now. And because of COVID, they are now standing at the front door, taking their temperature, giving them a wristband with the date and the time that they were last checked. And they have to have uh, you have to do social distancing and also be wearing a mask in the office until you get to your work area. And what was happening is 
the HR teams of these companies were being very um, met with anger and frustration by the employees. And when they were asked to social distance, when they weren't, they were getting very upset with HR. So HR is not the police, and they should never be expected to be the police. So we thought of this great idea, and we, we told them about it, and they were all over it, and they hired the person within a few days. Happened to be a nurse who was unemployed, who didn't want to work in the hospital because of what was going on, but wanted to help in some way. So it actually helped her give back also. And she's still employed with that employer today. So, And we have multiple people that we're doing the same thing with. And so kind of ebbing and flowing with what the client's needs are is really how you look um, to be a great partner to them. And so sometimes you just have to do things you're not used to doing and, and be a little uncomfortable. That's that's great. You know, uh, it seems to me that with all of the industries that you work with and all the people that you work with, uh, you would really be a great um, person to ask what's going on in the economy because you have all kinds of businesses. Now, we all know that you know, bit, some businesses yeah. feel the, the pinch in the economy sooner than others, and some recover yeah. earlier than others, and some rec- recover later than others. But you're right in the front lines of all of that. You see when certain right. uh, manufacturers or <laughs> staffing companies you know, or personnel yeah. companies are, are being hired and, and laid off. Yeah. So uh, when are we going to see the, the Dawson report for uh, <laughs> the uh, Economic Times? <laughs> you know that's a great that's a great thing, Bill. I've often thought about doing that because even when I was in corporate America, my clients would call me and say, "Okay, Kathy, what's happening? What's going to happen? I'm feeling something different here." And we had already six months prior to that time know we knew that something was going to change. Like with 2008, we knew something was going to change two years before that happened. Actually, where there was signs, economic indicators. So, um, so I will tell you right now, the good news is is that it's getting better. But let me just give you some stats really quickly. So before the this happened in 2019. Overall, we were at a 3.9% unemployment rate, which was a 17-year low. Now, I know you guys have been reading the paper and seeing everything online. It is now 163 in California, and it's 15.5% U.S.-wide. So that's a huge difference. So you can imagine, right, that that's, the, that's a bit yeah, of a problem. That's, that's huge. And, um, and then we actually, as of June 6th, we had a total of 30.5 million unemployment claims in the United States. That's 30.5 million, the highest that has ever been recorded before. And, wow. and per week, there's about 2.1 million per week. And it's down now, which is the good news, to 1.48 million. So you can see the trend going where it needs to go, which is people are starting to not have unemployment claims and then start to work. But the challenge with all of this is that we have we are paying people this additional federal stipend of $600 they're getting about $450 with normal unemployment per week and then the federal government kids kicking in 600 so they're getting $1050 a week if they're at the high end and they're getting that four times a month right so they're making $4200 to not work so if you're going to get a job for $20 an hour or $30 an hour and you can make this money for free, what's motivating you to return to work in these times? So we're having a bit of a challenge there. The, this stipend, the $600, will end in July. So as of August, everybody's going to be looking for work, even if they weren't in the summer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And I do think that people have taken a beating. You know, there's a lot of uh, tragedy that's come with this, um, COVID and, you know, all the processes we're going through as a nation right now. And so, um, you know, I just am so happy to be part of 
fixing the problem by helping people as their chief people officer to see how to get people back to work and get them gainfully employed and happy and moving forward. You know, I I heard this uh, a lot lately, and that is just keep moving forward. If you stay the same or you go backwards, then you're going in the wrong direction. Every day, just move forward. And that may be just reaching out to one employer or one employee to say something positive to them or to see how they're doing, you know. Just move forward every day because when you start moving forward, everything moves forward. It's all about being positive and really thinking about how to how to make the world a better place. That's what I think. Get outside of yourself, in other words. That's great. And, you know, you've, uh, rumor has it you've been in your industry for 30-plus years, Kathy. So uh, <laughs> what are some other tips that you might give our listeners about the journey of, of being in business uh, over that period of time? Oh, my gosh, that's a great question, and probably we need to do another call for that. But I've learned so much, my head is exploding, Bill. (laughs) So I would say the most important tip that I can give any entrepreneur or even a business owner who's found themselves as an entrepreneur by accident with this situation we're in right now is find what you're passionate about. You mentioned it early on when we were talking about just people in business. Find what you're passionate about. For me, it was helping people. I'm the middle child of a big Catholic family, and I was the negotiator for the parents and my other siblings. And so I was really passionate about helping others be heard. And so I took that into a career, didn't realize it, and it turned out that I was using all the tools and things I'd learned from being even just a small child in that family environment to working in with the telephone company and running my own business and working for a large corporate um, recruiting firm. So making sure that you find what you're excited about and then finding the best person, the best person in that industry and watching what they're doing. And sometimes even reaching out to them saying, hey, I'm starting out this endeavor and you are the best at it can you just sit down with me and have a cup of coffee or now a zoom call uh, and just you know help them understand what you're going through and and I have never refused a phone call like that Bill I'm sure you haven't either because I want to help the people coming up you know I'm on that other end where I I've been working for a while I want to help those people yeah, no, I, I, everybody knows that about you, Kathy. For those of you who might not know Kathy, she hosts some of the best and, and largest ProVisors meetings. ProVisors is a network of professionals that get together so they can help each other. Tremendous, tremendous meetings that Kathy hosts. Uh, now, uh, oh. how does D&D give back? I heard something about a 10%. Uh, what's, yes, <laughs> what can very you tell? good point, good point. So um, for those of you who don't know, I used to be the president of NABO, the National Association of Women Business Owners. And in 2008, I joined that organization because I was just starting my own business and I really hadn't networked or done anything. So so I really learned from that organization as well as being raised a big, uh, strong Catholic family. We adopted my younger sister to do a lot of nonprofit work. So in my business, I have 10% specifically designed to just help somebody that you are not going to make a fee for. So what that means is if a client has, you know, a situation that they need help with, we're going to stop and we're not going to worry about, you know, the revenue. We're just going to find out what's going on with that client and try to help them. That could be an employer frustrated with their current situation. Maybe they have an employee that's not performing well, or maybe they are not performing well with their current team as well, and they want to make a change. 
So we'll reach out and help them work through that process. But on the candidate side, lots of candidates are looking for work. As I said, you know, 30.5 million are unemployed. So with that many unemployment claims, you know, you have a lot of people just going around in circles and being very frustrated. So what we're doing is we're actually helping them, helping them with their resumes, teaching them how to find a job on the Internet, and helping them understand what's valuable about them and what value they bring to the organizations they might want to work for and how to get their attention. Because right now you feel like your resume goes into a black hole and nobody cares because they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't know you. And or you are looking for the perfect candidate to help you with your marketing and sales, you know, push because the first six months really weren't good this year. And so how are you going to find that person? Well, if you put something on the internet, you're going to get, you know, a thousand people that aren't qualified responding, and then you're going to be more frustrated. So, so we'll help them with writing that ad, screening those people. If they can't afford to pay a fee, we'll help them because we know that at some point, you know, it's going to be good in the world. And that's why we do what we do. You know, we do it, we do what we do because we're passionate about helping people, you know, um, find a job and uh, to make the world a better place one job at a time i say <laughs> it's it's a beautiful job that you do kathy the website is dawson dawson inc dawson dawson inc.com right and that's the that's best right. place for you to go to find out more about this incredible firm and this incredible person and find out more about uh, maybe uh, what they're doing uh if you're looking for or uh, need uh, staffing in any type um of any type then uh, get in touch and find mm-hmm. out more about it Kathy, it's wonderful to have you on today. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me. I know how busy you must be, uh, and I look forward to the next time we speak. Outstanding, Bill. Thank you so much. And everybody have a great day, and just do one positive thing every day. That's all I want you to do, okay? (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 